A saint is someone who loves the truth more than themselves. So how do we become that? We have to get rid of all of our attachments. All that stuff goes on in the world because we have attachments. If you're listening to this, like you're compromised by something, like we're all compromised by things, whether it's money, whether it's loss, whether it's fame, reputation, even family, oh, you do this or that and your son's going to go to Harvard, like whatever it is, you're compromised by your attachments. So in order to actually become a saint and a sage, we need to let go of all those things. And that, that's how the world changes if we actually do that work. Hello and welcome to Chom Chats. Here we talk about self-discovery and finding true happiness within. I'm Leanne and today Matthew and I sat down with Blake Gus, who is a helper at Teaneck Meditation. In this episode, Blake shares his story on why he started meditating, how he found joy in helping others, and shares tips on how you can develop yourself spiritually, physically, and mentally. Blake is an example of someone who is constantly working on himself so that he can show up and serve others in the best way possible. I hope his words inspire you, and I hope you enjoy this episode of Trump Chats. Hi, Blake. Hey, Leanne. How are you? I'm Matthew. Hello. We're all here today. How's everything? How's your, how was your trip? You just got back from the meditation retreat. It was awesome. I feel refreshed. I feel very excited from being back. Uh, it's kind of, you're a little bit secluded, right? From the world <laughs> in a way, right? Because, and you're just focused on being there on the retreat and farming and meditating there. And, and I was guiding some there and help, helping there too. Uh, but coming back, I feel really motivated, really excited. I feel so much more energy even i'm taking a lot of black turmeric too so that could, that could be that could be part of it but i'm like shocked like literally in the morning i'm like wired like like so fired up <laughs> that's how i feel at night i'm conked because i'm running all day but yeah i'm really really thankful that i could i went there for like five months so i'm thankful i could go there it was only five months yeah, it felt like longer <laughs> i really thought you were gone for like a year it seemed like so long so compared to before you left, you feel like way more energized and excited? I, I do, actually. That's what's amazing. No matter how many times I go there or how many times I go to a, a retreat or have some secluded time to do inner work myself, and I was also helping there too, but still, it's endless to grow. And I think that that's, yeah, I always feel a huge difference whenever whenever I do that. Yeah, We can always grow. Like we're chasing our highest self right so yeah that's exciting to hear because i'm you know planning to go down for three months myself and it's like i've been there like you know like maybe a week or two at a time and it feels like so impactful and you know i feel like i changed so much in such a short time so like going for a three-month period i'm like really excited to see like how i change and what comes up and just yeah you know so like you mentioned like coming back and feeling energized like i'm also looking forward to that too like you know, there's things I want to do, whether it's like changing careers or you know other projects and stuff. So like, I'm just looking forward to having that like fresh mindset coming back to do that too. I'm so excited for you, man. And I'm totally not jealous at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm gonna go for. I probably can only go like two weeks at a time, as of right now, anyway. And then maybe in a year I'll be able to go for longer. It's okay. I think we all have the proper condition to help us too you know you have to go with the flow of what you got Mm -hmm. yeah when i look back on it everybody had so many different journeys but 
it's also like maybe you're not meant to do that right now like go there for yeah. that long time and, and you were definitely like meant to at this time so it's not like there are minds you're going to find in work and things you need to overcome that like you wouldn't have been able to find maybe if you just stayed there and there's things that you wouldn't have found if you, you know i think the universe helps us out so you just follow the flow as long as you have the flow to the heart to go to the end like and that's what's the most important then you, everybody has different conditions so yeah it's really even you know for my case i feel like it's such like a perfect like story because it's like i'm also turning 30 in october so it's like it's like i'm finishing out my 20s and starting a new chapter and like everything's sort of like happening at once so i'm like wow i was like i couldn't have written a better story like it just really works out so so like awesome man. about like you know if we're on that universe flow like things just happen yes so true how long have you been meditating i walked into a center a little more than 12 years ago believe it or not i was 21 i was 21 at the time i was 21 i felt like i was really old it's funny it's funny to, it's funny to look back on it like i really thought i was such a grown man but yeah. looking back on it i was just a kid but yeah when i was 21 that's the first time i walked into the into the center and um what brought you there so a lot of different things were going on in my mind at the time i just had a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress, a lot of worries. Uh, I was even suicidal, like really didn't want to live, but I really acted like I was fine. And so I would always live with that unease inside. Mm-hmm. And really, I was interested about meditation. I've been reflecting about it a lot, what made me start. From from very young age, I remember hearing about meditation. It just always seemed very cool to me. I don't know why, like... Asian culture and like meditation in general seems like wow like that's cool like to be like master your mind like do you ever see like Beverly Hills Ninja <laughs> with Chris Farley you never see that but there's like scene he's like he's like in the universe like he's he's there but his body's like like oh whatever so I was like wow that's cool and uh actually my best friend when I was like a real small kid like young age he it was the first person who ever talked about meditation to me. And I actually totally forgot about this. Like his dad taught him how to meditate, but we were like five and he's like, let's meditate. And I was like, all right, cool. And he's like, let's imagine, you know, you were in an elevator and you went up with like this visualization thing and you get out of the elevator and it's like beautiful place and it's very peaceful. You're very happy and you just stay there for like a minute and then, all right, let's, let's go down now, whatever. But that's just introduced me, sparked my interest in meditation. And then fast forward to my early 20s, I was just open-minded into that kind of thing. And I was I was searching for some kind of relief. Yeah, searching for some kind of relief. It's interesting that, like, you mentioned being suicidal. and But what separates some people in that state and then others is, like, they actually do have a desire to get better. Like, it's not totally hopeless, right? Otherwise, you wouldn't have walked into that center. Yeah, that's that's true, right? I think we all have we all have false and truth within us. And when I look back on it, I really feel like I was like guided. You know, I think we all are. But there was I was getting helped even though I didn't realize I was getting helped. But yes, like the Bible quote, like I don't even know if it's a Bible quote, but the quote of you you seek and you shall find. I believe it's a Bible quote. Like you knock the door, you have to knock the door for it to open. Like you have to open the door, right? So, yeah, you have to take that step to actually look for help. And if you don't believe you're going to get better, you're not going to, right? But what I 
what pushed me to look too was like I was interested. I knew there was other people. There must have been other people on the earth besides for me that had the same kind of thoughts that were dealing with the same kind of things and actually changed, you know? So I'm very lucky for whatever reason. I always had the feeling like if I can, if someone else can do it, I can do it too. Um, that's really lucky that I could have that uh, in my mind. But yeah, I always can just keep talking, keep talking, keep talking. What stopped me from, <laughs> to, to take a turn, what's coming to my mind of like, what stopped me from committing suicide or doing suicide was really that I couldn't be honest with myself that I knew what happens when someone dies. Right. I could not say, like, I confidently know, like, I was in so much pain, so I wanted to escape that pain. I thought there's a chance that it would be, like, before I was born. So then, like, okay, it's over, right? So in that case, like, the pain would end, right? Mm -hmm. But I had the question of, what if it doesn't end? I can't be, like, 100% sure. Like, I think nothing happens, but, like, what if I'm just, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what if I'm just, like, in this dream of, like, you know what I mean? And I would really play that out. Like, that's how, I don't know, you know, it's messed up, but it's, it's, I think it's good to be open and talk about that. I would think about, too, like, if you jump from a building, like, you think about, like, all the different <laughs> options, but if you, <laughs> I'm sorry to be, like, laughing about this, but whatever, it's after. So, like, but this is just real. This is real. I'm not, yeah. but, like, so I'm not, I'm, I'm, look, I'm walking everybody off the ledge. Like, I think that's amazing. Those people who, like, there's people actually at the George Washington Bridge. That's their job. They look for people. You know, they have nets up now. That's how many people. So, but I thought about, so somebody who jumps off the bridge, right? Or into the water, first off, you're not guaranteed to die. There's people who, who survive yeah. it, right? And if you hear those people who survive it, that's the coolest podcast you'll listen to is like their story of like, and they they always dedicate themselves to try to save people after that. Mm-hmm. But I, what I was saying was, I, I thought like, what if it, what about that? If there's like that pain, even if it's for like a second, yeah. what if your body can feel <laughs> the pain? Yeah. Like that must be like, so I know that's very extreme, but no, anyway, those things, no, those things stop me from, from committing yeah. suicide. I always used to say, like, I'm not afraid of death, I'm afraid of pain. And that was, like, something that kept me from actually inflicting harm upon myself, too. Um, and kind of what you said about uh, not being sure of what's going to happen next, because um, I don't know if I said it in one of the last episodes, but I know I was telling you recently mm-hmm. that um, I was, like, in the middle of a anxiety attack realizing that like, I felt like I want this pain to end, but I don't think death will save me because the pain is internal and it's not a physical pain. And I don't know that dying, my physical body dying would actually relieve me of any of that. And so it was kind of like torture at the time because it was like there was no escape. Like, I felt like I was living in hell. But at the same time, it's probably the reason that I was able to search and find this because i knew i needed to do something to come out of there and killing myself wasn't the answer (laughs) you know and that's even now when i struggle i just remind myself like i have no other option there's literally nothing else for me to do like i it's not a choice i have to keep going thank you so much for sharing that um that's deep i think and your your innate thing is wisdom for sure I, i feel (laughs) <laughs> like you know how you, everybody has like an like a big uh, superpower i think you're very very wise and for you not to i'll tell you what i've told you before probably but you're very good natured that's what i feel from mm-hmm. you like i trust matthew with 
I trust you too, but it's still, <laughs> but still, but still, but still, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I would leave Matthew any situation, like, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, I just trust him at, at that he's good natured. Yeah. Very good natured. Because I'm Spanish, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's kind of interesting like, hearing both of you guys talk about that because I think, you know, I also had like similar thing with like thinking about like dying or like, you know, you go to bed, like, don't want to wake up in the morning, you know, having like, those kind of thoughts and stuff. And like, it's interesting because you guys thought about like, oh, like, you don't know what happens when you die. And like, for me, it was like, it's a little different. Because I thought about, like, probably a quote I saw somewhere. It's probably on social media or from some movie or something. But, like, basically when it's, like, it's not afraid of dying, I'm afraid of not truly living. And so that was something for me where it's, like, for me, purpose was a big thing of, like, you know, like, why am I here? What am I meant to do? And so for me, it's, like, dying was easy, right? It's living was kind of hard and trying to find, like, why I'm here. And that's what sort of was driving me to keep going and try to, like, find something. And that eventually obviously led me here to meditation. Um, but yeah, that was like my, my sort of big motivator. Anybody listen to Hamilton? Awesome. A- Hamilton? Yeah. What? Watch? Did you mean the show? The, the musical. Yeah, yeah, the musical. Yeah. <laughs> Just reminded me of a quote. He said, uh, dying is easy, young man. Living is harder. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched Hamilton, but yeah, that's what I'm, yeah, so that's, I'm like, I know I've heard that quote somewhere. It sounded cool. It's been 50 Cent, somewhere. too. Yeah, probably. Death gotta be easy because life is yeah. hard. <laughs> It'll leave you emotionally scarred. <laughs> yeah. Matthew, purpose, man. Yeah. You're chasing purpose. Yeah, for sure. And I think too is like I think we can, you know, for like obviously when you're going through it, it's not funny, but I think we're laughing about it now because like we've overcome it and we've gotten to a better place. Yeah. You know, you know, it's weird. I was thinking about when you were saying when I was thinking about myself, I was laughing, and when I was listening to you, I felt sad. <laughs> but you and you, I don't know if you had that feeling too, no, you but. <laughs> it's like kind of sad though but i feel like sometimes you have to kind of be you have to hit rock bottom (laughs) in order to come out and you know rise to the top because some people i feel bad when they're actually like they're living okay (laughs) and it almost like it gives them no reason to seek more it's so true. I think that's why stuff like this is so important. That's why we're doing this. Is like you don't have to wait until you're about to yeah. jump off the bridge to realize you got to change. Like if you just are on social media and something like this catches you, you can maybe open you up to be real with yourself. Like, wait, like what am I doing? I'm not happy in my life right now. Like I need to find something higher, something greater. You know what I'm saying? But most people, yeah, we're forced to go to rock bottom, yeah. right? <laughs> and then it's the only way well, to go up. That's just how it had to start. It's funny as I'm listening, as like my mind just goes to like movie and like TV show quotes and stuff. And I remember for, um, you've ever heard of like the Legend of Korra, which is like a animated series from like the Avatar, the last Airbender universe, which I mean, I love animation. Um, but I remember a quote from like, it's like the season finale in the, of season one. And it was like, you know, when we reach our lowest point is when we're open to the greatest change. Wow. So that's what I was like popping to my head. <laughs> you guys were saying Avatar that. is so wise. It really is. That yeah. show. That's so true. Yeah. Too. And if you think about it, even in your meditation journey, too, or like even in the day to day, always when you go down is when you're going up. Mm-hmm. It just gets a little shorter and you get a little wiser. Right. You know, but there's still the, the ins and outs of things that could happen. Right. Like for me as a helper, let's say like some meditators, you know, 
you know, they stop on their journey or they get drawn into other things or something. That's what could be like painful as a helper. So like that could be a down, but then it makes you like, okay, so how can I improve myself as a helper? How can I, you know, these kind of things or whatever, and whatever it is in life, whatever you go through and even in diet exercise, even whatever, it's like when you change and always that next hump was higher than the last hump, you know? Why did you want to become a helper? Why did I want to become a helper? So when I finished the meditation, I really got joy out of helping others. I didn't know I wanted to do it full time. I actually, it's the first time I actually felt like that's really what I want to do. I don't know. It was just in my heart. Like it wasn't like I was looking for it. Even from the time I started the meditation, I wasn't thinking that I wanted to become a, a helper at all. Um, I was really into business. I just thought like it would be like a side, I'd be a businessman who, who knows how to meditate, you know? And, um, for most people that was, that's what their journey is. Anyway, they still do their, their work. But when I was in the main center, I even remember I was walking past like a whiteboard. I was in maybe like level five or six, whatever. And like, I was like, I want to draw like this. I don't know. Like, I just really liked like that. There is uh, something so amazing about actually drawing. You know, I was like, let me try it. Like, like, and I, like I drew like a, per- I was like, oh, but I like felt something inside too. I was like, man, I like this. And then I was still, while you're there, they have the training there like that. You could at least do part time. Like then you, you could do it part time once you get back. So I did the training in the main center because like, at least I could be able to do it part time. But when I did that training, I really loved it. I really enjoyed it. Like, this is so cool. It's like a behind the scene of like, you know, really getting to know what Sisneem and Sisneem were, were, you know, their perspective of helping people, you know, to go to the truth. And it really helped myself too, to be more reflective and all these things. And, and learning from the helpers there, it was like, wow, this is really amazing. Like, I love, I love how they're living in that kind of way, like just like dedicated to helping other people, helping this world. And yeah, just really, it's the first thing that I felt like, I felt like being pulled to it kind of too, but I, I was kind of scared of it also, you know, like in a way of like, man, like that's not what I want to do or that's not, but like inside it was like, I knew that that's what was best for me. I don't know how to describe that exactly. But when I got back to the center, I was helping like three days a week. When I was doing that, whenever I was doing that, you know, I would do it in the evening after work, like three days a week, like Monday, Wednesday, Friday. When I was helping people, I just loved it. Like, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed helping people. Um, just even just listening to them and uh, giving them the method how to actually do it. And so I knew, like, wow, I should do it. And I loved the biggest thing that excited me was seeing people change. Like, when people tell me their story of how they change, fires me up. Yeah, like, really. It's like, wow, that's so great. Like, Jose, who was, ju- who was just here, he was saying... Um, how much he's changing, you know, his relationship with his family and in work, like people are noticing like, yo, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, like yeah. you look so different and you act as here. That makes me like, wow, this is so great. And then also the other point is I went from being, we were just talking about, I went from being suicidal to loving life and being living with purpose and being happy. I felt like, how could I not? give that back right like or help someone else i know that there was someone else like me out there who was struggling like that that was looking for this and i um 
yeah anyway i'm really honored that i could that i could do this work yeah really honored to be able to do this work i felt uh similarly about that too like i mean claire's always kind of said too like it's very natural that when you're in a good place and you see somebody suffering like of course you naturally want to help them right especially when you know that you have tools that can help them (laughs) and and yeah that's a big reason i want to be a helper myself it's awesome you're gonna help a lot of people and you've helped me a lot too man Next to Claire, I think you're like up there with like person who's given me a lot of good insight and advice and stuff. Yeah, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same here. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. I remember I was at my first like retreat and it was just like you know it was like a lot of like mine was coming up and I like, wasn't feeling so great so I like, kind of stepped aside you know just to relax a bit and Blake came over talked to me like brought me some like tea and stuff so I was like mm-hmm. yeah definitely always appreciate your kind words and support I appreciate you man um I always I just try to give back what I what I got helped and I got helped so much by Sisneem and Sisneem the the founders of the meditation and I always say the thing I could feel from them that I always try to get across, and I think you can feel from all the helpers, and that's anybody who's going through this, hopefully you can feel that at the meditation center from the helpers, from the Chom helpers, Yopar, um, is like they have pure intention to truly help, right? Like you can feel that, and it's not easy to find that in the world. And that's what I, from Sisneem and Sisneem, they had pure intention just to help me to live a happy, healthy life and live forever as one with the truth so yeah i definitely felt that when i came to the center the first time because i knew claire was nice but i was like but it's different it's different. <laughs> yeah. like, you know like there's yeah. no ulterior motive in there like she's genuinely just like happy to be there and happy to help you know and i mean the same for the other helpers too but yeah, it was like, and it was very consistent. There was like no day where she was like in a bad mood or something. You know what I mean? It's like, where else do you get that? Yeah, yeah. Even over the years of like knowing Claire, is like she just seems even happier. <laughs> yeah. Her, so. Actually, I remember her saying like she was like, "I guarantee I'll be happier like each mm-hmm. day. Like next year, I'll be happier than I am now." Mm-hmm. And she said that somebody asked her like, "How can you? How can you know that?" And she was like, "Easy, just like how you know you're gonna be sadder than you are now. Like if you're not doing this work." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. She's great. I she helped me a lot too, a lot. I know she used to be a helper here too. So you two used to work together. Yeah. Right. Yeah. She helped me a lot too. Out of like other fellow helpers, she's someone who her her words and yeah, what she says really helps me. Really helps a lot. And uh, she does a great job, so it's really great to learn from her too. Yeah, always, yeah I'll be going through something. I'll talk to Claire. I'm like, yeah, she's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah kind of helps you also to move on. We're like, all right, you know, somebody's sort of seeing your situation objectively and like, can just kind of tell you how it is, you know, and that helps you get over it too, which is like, I think it's really the benefit of having like a helper and working with somebody who's like been through it is like, they can kind of see objectively like, yeah, like this is what you're going through. Like, it's not a big deal. <laughs> exactly. And it goes through the other point too of pure intentions. Mm-hmm. Like who in your life can you actually tell that's like not gonna, it's very hard to find someone mm-hmm. who's going to actually 
because they have their own like thing of they want to be right. You know what I'm saying? Right. right. Like for instance, like someone's dad's like, oh, no, you know, you do this and that. Like, mm-hmm. even if they don't know they're doing it, or the mom's gonna say, oh no, take like the safer choice of this. Right. You know, just as an example, and your friend's gonna be like, you know, try. They, people try to get you on their side without even realizing it. Mm-hmm. But that's what's so cool about being able to talk to a helper is like they're genuinely trying to help, you know. And also like our job too, why is it even called a helper? We just help. So it's not even about giving the advice and all those things. It's more of helping you, like helping us to find the answer from within ourselves. Right. You know what I'm saying? So like you said, like, oh, she's right. Because she probably didn't try to make herself seem right. She probably tried to ask you questions and stuff to help you reflect on like, ah, yeah, I got it. I know what I need to do. I know what right. I need to let go of. I need, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I always thought that was so cool. How, like, she'll never tell you what to do. She'll just <laughs> help you realize what you, you <laughs> want yeah. to do or what you should do. Right. Yeah. Basically, it's like helping you to see yourself and kind of, mm-hmm. essentially, it's the helpers yeah. are just holding up a mirror, basically, you know, helping you to see yourself and then you kind of realize, okay. Or sometimes she'll say something, and about three months later, I'll realize. <laughs> <laughs> I'll realize. Oh, okay, that's what she meant. <laughs> it happens all the time. Yeah. You know, but it takes time to sometimes get to that point of realization. That's what we need. I mean, nobody wants to be told. You, we don't take it the right way anyway. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If someone just tells you, "Oh no, do this, do that," that you're not gonna listen. Right. Sometimes you do the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. Because you have to like see it for yourself to know why or understand. Exactly. So we wanted to talk about what is truth? What is the universe? Can you do you can tell us? Sure, I'll do my best. First off, it's it's not something we we do our best to describe things with words, but it's more of something to feel, right? To really know in your heart about this. And doing meditation is what helps you to actually realize about this. For me, what is truth, what is God, is the existence that existed forever before, is here right now, no matter what, will continue to exist forever after. The creator, that everything in this world came from there, everything in this world one day goes back to there. The existence that, let's say hypothetically, there's a fire in the whole universe, right? No material can survive. The earth disappears, all the stars disappear, the planets disappear, everything disappears. Can you think about that like hypothetically? And then even it kept burning for a million years and then the fire went out, the truth can't disappear. God, Buddha, Allah, the universe, that existence, that's what will be left. So to me, that is God and that is here now and that is within us. And we're coming from that and we actually are that. <laughs> Thank you. Um, for a long time, I didn't really know what God was. I guess we all, like, sometimes kids, you have that image of, like, the man in the sky kind of person who's, like, just, like, watching, I guess. Um, mm. And But when I heard it explained like this in meditation, I was like, wow, that makes so much sense. Like, it's logical, and it also just feels right. Like, and... There's almost like you can't even deny that that's true. Everything you just said, like it's like a fact that that universe existed before. It's like not going anywhere. How can you destroy that? You know. So it feels really cool to actually finally like understand what that is. Like how big is that? How valuable is that? Yeah. 
did were you like spiritual at all before i think you kind of said yeah yeah um i was always very spiritual even though i didn't really i guess express it but i was from as long as i can remember uh always thinking about the ways of the world like why why are we here what's the purpose of my life what happens when someone dies and being like fascinated and like asking a lot of questions about those things like i remember what's coming to my mind is i remember when my mom was pregnant with my younger brother i was just like blown away like where did he come from <laughs> you know and everyone has that like not besides for like and like really thinking like before like even whatever i think i even knew about that at the time um but like how actually you know the birds and the bees but the <laughs> but but you know what i'm saying where did he come from and it was just like late like what like there's like it just like blew my mind of like you know like we're like the same as like animals like there's like a like something like that some kind of psychedelic like feeling of like you have like a another right. human inside you but we're like oh yeah i gotta do this i gotta do that and like you know it's like wait like what this is crazy you know right. and then that was an unreal experience and then seeing him be born it's just like wow this is really um, like amazing what's going on here and then when i was in second grade one of my friends died choking i wasn't there but that really blew my mind too i couldn't like get off it you know like it's like where did he go and like what happened like and also it was it totally connected with me that i can die too like i don't know how that doesn't connect with people but whatever for whatever some reason people are like 70 years old and still acting like they're not gonna die like i just thought like if he died choking like damn like that could happen to me and when i would ask my parents about it when i would ask the people around me about it like where did he go like what happened to him the answer, let me just say the answers that they gave me, they did not seem confident in those answers. So it was like, wow, they really don't know. Like, oh, he went to heaven. He's in great place. Like, and I'm not to say whatever, but what I'm saying is they, I could tell that they didn't have full confidence in, in what they were saying. And that just made me so curious. And I felt like, wow, isn't this like important to know? And then I was always investigating into that. And I was always like curious about society, the ways of the world. All, all those things like I would hear like the miracles that happen, you know, the religious stories like Moses parting the, the seas. I'd be like, damn, like that was like how long like is something like that going to happen like now? You know what I mean? Like I would be like, damn, like what's going on here? Yeah. So I was always very spiritually in tune with that and always like into that. And even actually from the time I was 12, I, I prayed every single night. I wasn't raised religious at all, but I actually went to my. I went to my friend's house for dinner and the family, like before eating dinner, was like, let's pray together. And the prayer they said was, thank you, God, for the food we eat, the friends we meet. God, thank you for everything. And for whatever reason, that really hit my heart. And uh, from that time, I started to do that, say that every night. I don't know why, but I started to say that every night. And uh, yeah, so... To your question, yes, I was I was spiritual. <laughs> I know I can. I'm someone who can continually talk, 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 talk. So, yeah. It sounds like from a young age you were kind of like almost meant to take this yeah. path. You're always <laughs> have that experience kind of set you on it. Yes, for sure. In retrospect, everything <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> so, how would you say that your 
your relationship with spirituality and universe and God uh, changed through meditation? Sure. So I could say I really realized that I didn't know anything when I started to really do the deep work and that after doing the work, I could come to know, but I could only come to know things to the extent that my ego or false self disappeared. Like that was the only way to know things. So as much as I let go of this false self, that's as much as I could realize about the world and about myself too. So the process of letting go, it changed everything spiritually. To be able to really feel like the universe is wrapping me in love. Always was, but I didn't know that, couldn't feel that. But now I really live feeling like that. And that is, there's nothing better than that. Yeah. You feel like it's always with you. Another like change that comes to mind for me um, that I realized from talking to Claire is that um, you know, like people, you know, like to talk about right from wrong and what like making good decisions and morals and stuff like that, that people, I think a lot of people get their morals from their religion and stuff like that. But through this meditation, I started changing some habits that I had, I'll say. I'm going to not go into all the details, but... Um, Give the details. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. You don't have, no, 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 you don't know. Whatever, I'm playing with, I'm playing with you. Um, well, anyway, I, I just, like, made decisions to, like, stop doing things that I was doing. And, like, that was just, like, better for me. But then also just, like, I just didn't feel right i guess or like i started to feel like more cautious so maybe this is a bad decision i don't know like i know there's technically no like right and wrong but you know something didn't sit right with what i was doing and um and we were talking about it and and she was she kind of like helped me realize that when you meditate and you become like cleaner and more connected to truth you just naturally gravitate towards those things like you just naturally like make healthier decisions and you start to kind of see or like I kind of feel weird saying right and wrong because I don't know if there's a technical right and wrong but versus the other way is like having somebody tell you oh you shouldn't do this you shouldn't do that this is bad this is you know but coming to that realization on your own and just deciding to do those things because it feels natural now because you're in that place you don't need somebody to tell you what's right and wrong you don't need somebody to tell you what you should do or you know you just already know you should do it yeah it's different when it when it comes from the inside and not somebody telling you what you should or shouldn't do definitely that's beautiful it's also that's huge yeah yeah i think i guess what i really like about it everything we've just been saying is that like when you're doing this inner work or getting into spirituality like it has very like real effects and changes in your life you know because i think you know sometimes we hear the universe or truth or god or spirituality and we think it's like you know abstract you know yeah. woo woo thing that yeah. monks do yeah exactly <laughs> um, but like when you actually start doing this you realize that it actually changes like your life completely and you know like Leanne says like you realize sort of what's serving you and what's not um, you know and so yeah I think that's it's practical really for your everyday life definitely that's one of the things I love the most about this practice like even I remember when they were gonna they said like oh you're gonna meet like the this is named the one who founded the meditation, you know, 
I was expecting like some guys gonna come in with like robes and stuff like I just thought you know like whatever like and that's fine too I'm not against like but I that's what I thought he's gonna have like beard and robes and like all he's just like wearing like a golf shirt and like you know like (laughs) so yeah so I really love that also about the meditation not that I have nothing against all all the other things just like I just said but I thought it was really cool it was just like this is just real people just doing the work you know it's not no there's no smoke and mirrors you know what i'm saying makes it more like relatable and more attainable in a way, yeah. it's the most practical actually if we think of like yeah because when we say spirituality mm-hmm. even you say i think it's changed a lot i started 12 years ago when you said the word meditation mm-hmm. people think like that oh some guy with a beard or this and that mm-hmm. or taking drugs or blah 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 like they really think of that like when i would say i'll do meditation like people thought like what are you doing you, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what i'm saying but it's not that at all i mean now it's changed it's more practical all the athletes do mm-hmm. it even all the ceos do it things like this but spirituality is actually very practical mm-hmm. right for me it's just why I say spirituality too is like, because yeah, I'm not saying a particular religion, but I'm, but still believing in a higher power. You know, I think that's always where I was. And I think there's a lot of people out there who are like that too. And not to say like, it's great. Like we have everybody from every religion comes to meditate. It's going to make you understand it better, you know, but we got to actually become how Jesus was talking about. We got to actually become how Buddha was talking about. We got to actually become. You know, how any of the, the saints and sages and enlightened people were talking about, the point is to actually become that way, not just say, oh, I do this, but, you know, I'm not actually living that way. But anyway, meditation helps you to, to do that and truly, truly connect. This kind of reminded me, and now I feel like sharing it. I don't know if you guys saw the, uh, the movie about Fred Rogers. I think it was called A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's that? no? What do they call? What? Yeah, what do they? Um, Tom Hanks. Played yes, yes, Mr. but what, Mr. Rogers. Yeah, because yeah, you said Fred Rogers, it threw me off. I, 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 no, 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 no. I love that movie. Fred Rogers, and you said wonderful day in the neighborhood. Like, oh, can't Or beautiful. I forget which one. Yeah, I think it. I think that's what he said, yeah. didn't he? I um, love that movie. It's it's a must watch. I think. Yeah. Watched it. Um, it's an okay movie. You didn't like it? I really liked it. I was. I remember like telling people like, "Yo, you gotta watch this." Definitely growing up, but I haven't seen the movie. Yeah. So, so Mr. Rogers apparently would meditate like two hours, like before every time he shot an episode. Um, but anyway, one of the quotes in the movie that stood out to me was the only thing really throughout the whole movie that really, I mean, it was an okay, okay movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. All right. If, you, if you're listening to this, go watch it. Trust me. What's the IMBD? Um, Look it up. I don't know. <laughs> Do we even trust IMBD anymore? I don't know. Um, Do you use IMBD or Rotten Tomatoes? IMBD, yeah. But I don't usually look at reviews. I mean, like, I don't look at the ratings. I just... Yeah. Just go. Yeah. Um, anyway, one of the quotes or the lines was, the guy, I guess the main character, said to um, Mr. Rogers' wife, he, he said, uh, how do you feel knowing your husband is such a saint? Something like that. And she was like, I don't like that term. Because she said, when you say that, you make it sound like it's something that's unattainable or that he was like, you know, bored with this or something. But she was like, he works at this every single day of his life. And like, it's not just like it magically became this, you know, wise and open and heartfelt man. Like he literally every single day practices this. And I was like, I love that. And it's so weird. Have you heard me talking about saint being a saint lately? No. Really? Even you were in the group class when I was talking about it? Oh. 
No, 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 you no, 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 you weren't. You weren't there. You weren't there. Let me take some water. No, you weren't. You weren't there. Like the online classroom. I mean, I was in your class, but I don't remember what you said about me. No, it's a lecture I've been talking about, and not to look. It's on the lines of what you're what you're saying. Is that's in the books, and I remember that was something that like stuck out to me. Is that it says like now's the era when anybody can become a saint and a sage. Anybody can become a righteous person. And what really got me to think about that, another movie too, that got me on this, like I watched that movie, then I read that quote, and then I was, I've been on this, talking about this lecture, and I, it's really been motivating me, and I think it's motivating people, is did you see the movie, uh, what's it called? Sound of Freedom. It's in the I theaters. You saw it? Oh, you went to go see it. So yeah, we could talk about how you, you felt about it. Inspired me to see it actually. A couple, I kept seeing it, and then you said something, and somebody else said something, and I was like, I gotta see something. It's good to be aware of what goes on in right. the world, right? And have that perspective, right? But I'm like, I was very. You probably were too. Anybody with a heart is like <laughs> you were. You were. You were big hearts. So I was, but you. You get hit by that movie, right? So, it does something in you. It made me very emotional. Made me very angry made me very like what can i do to help like that right because you feel kind of helpless in a way it's like right you said those almost exactly really yeah, yeah. you feel helpless in a way but it's not right like the, for the world to change we need a consciousness shift yeah. and then back on let's look at what look at the movement gandhi had right he did made a lot of change what was his main quote you got to be the change you want to see in the world right so it starts it really starts with from within so i was thinking about that and then i i, I picked up the book and it was talking about now's the time anybody can become a saint and a sage. And I remember Sisney's always talking about that, that you got to become that. And what does it mean? A saint doesn't mean, and that word gets messed up. I started to ask people like, what, when I say saint, what do you think? Or like what you were saying? Oh, like a, some, a goody two shoes. Someone said someone who follows all the rules. And then someone said like, oh, you know, someone who's perfect or someone or this or that. And Sisney broke it down and said, a saint is someone who loves the truth more than themselves. Just very simply. And that's what we're supposed to become. Even Jesus said you got to love God over everything else, right? So if we can become someone who loves the truth over everything else and lives for the world. So how do we become that? We have to get rid of all of our attachments. All that stuff goes on in the world because we have attachments. People are compromised by money and by lust. So that's why that happens. They say, hey, you know, because the government, whatever, people know there's things going on like that can be stopped if they really want to right but they say like hey you know you know you don't look this way or that way and you're gonna have five mil in your bank account you know next every week or, or whatever it is right and they say okay but let's let the sex trafficking go on right but if they're not compromised by greed and money then that's not going to go on but we love to look at what the politicians are doing and say oh they're doing this and what celebrities do oh, they we have to look at ourselves. Like, if you're listening to this, like, you're compromised by something. Like, we're all compromised by things. Whether it's money, whether it's loss, whether it's fame, reputation, even family. Oh, you do this or that and your son's going to go to Harvard. Like, whatever it is, you're compromised by your attachments. So, in order to actually become a saint and a sage, we need to let go of all those things. And that that's how the world changes if we actually do that work, right? If we actually let go of all those things, we can actually become truth because we're coming from there that's the place before we're born we have that within us and you can cleanse your mind but we have to do that actual work right and the point is not to just read the bible buddha sutras all those things and not become it we got to actually become it jesus said you got to absolve yourself of all your sins
that's what you got to repent. Repent just means renewing your mind. Repent just means giving back what you stole. So we act that we have to actually, Buddha said to get rid of all your attachments, whichever one you read. We have to actually do that work. And if we go within and like, I'm like, I want to go to another level. So I'm trying to think about who's myself that's really doing that and living that and really matching to that. So I'm trying to, there's always like a chase of that. Like you asked, how could you upgrade from Eastland? There's all. Now I'm thinking a lot about my energy these days. That's why I'm doing fasting. That's why I'm doing the black turmeric. So I can do more, whatever. Um, I'm trying to be more prepared. I can endlessly grow. I'm not perfect. Um, and endlessly look within my mind of how I can help. So the way is within first. And then that existence work within you out. You know what I mean? So anyway, that was a, that was a rant. But I'm really excited. I'm really pumped up about that. I'm pumped up about that. And I think one thing too, like you mentioned a lot, like getting rid of attachments. Like I think a lot of people more here, like, oh, let me get rid of my attachments. That means I can't have money or I can't have this. Or yeah, that's like, like that Thank you for touching that on that. doesn't actually mean that, right? Like you can still have those things, but like it's your mind that changes, right? And one thing I know from like my journey and you know, of course talking to Claire and helpers, it's like you can like have those things, but if you don't have them, you're not going to be upset about it. Basically, like, you know, you're, you feel okay whether they're there or not. Thank you so much for bringing that up because nobody yeah, and people I should be aware of everybody listening to this, you know, what are you talking about with that? Right. But you got to think about who actually let's think about it. Who's going to be more successful in the world? Someone who's focused, someone who can do what they're doing, someone who you can trust, someone who takes care of themselves physically, mentally, you know, is positive, right? Is humble, listens to others, works hard. These are all universal traits. That person is actually more valuable to the marketplace than anyone else. It's not doing it for that, but you're not going to, so you won't lack materialistically, but it's where the priorities are, right? Like your priority is truth within you and living as your true self. Then after that, everything will flow even more, but you do the right things with it. But the other way, if you're compromised by it, it's never enough, no matter what, right? It's a losing game, man. And finally, we're starting to figure that out. People are on the mass scales figuring that out. Like, I think, you know, like our parents, oh, I'm older than you, but let's say like, I mean, we're somewhat, somewhat all the same age. Um, like our parents' generation is really about like, yeah, like, oh, you get the money, you get the vacation, you get the, they're really in that, in that way because that's how they grew up. But I think like our generation with kids is like actually different. If you think about like my friends who have kids and stuff, they're not really on that. Like, oh, my kid needs to be a doctor. My kid needs, they're not on that at all. So it's already changing. It just takes time to change. To realize, and it's not, there's nothing wrong with being a doctor. There's nothing wrong with, that's great. There's nothing wrong with being successful and making a lot of money. But the emphasis has to be, why did we even do that in the first place? We got to be truly happy, right? Truly happy, truly healthy, you know? If you're driving around in the best car with a nice house, but you want to blow your brains out, what's the point? Is there any point to that? You could have a big, beautiful house, right? And inside your family's all fighting with, I hate you, mom, and all these kind of stuff, and slamming the door and everything. Like, that's... Is that a good house to live in? If you have a big, beautiful house and everybody, you know, getting along and truly love each other, great. But it's a priority switch, you know. Thank you for bringing that up. It's a good point because I didn't understand that point too. And I was I was also like, yeah, I didn't get it. I understood the point of that money is not going to bring me true happiness. But also I didn't understand fully about letting go of your attachments, what that means. It just means you're not a slave to it. How do we get there? <laughs> how do we get there we have a method you know you're doing it you're doing the work like that's like how thankful is that man yeah. it's so thankful because so one of the people who who helped me in helper training he was uh he was a monk for 10 years 
He was also a doctor for 10 years. I think he was a doctor for 10 years, then he was a monk for 10 years. And then, whichever one it was, whether he was a doctor for 10 years and a monk for 10 years, whatever order, order it was, then he came to the meditation. When he came to that we're doing, right? And when he came there, he did the level one, letting go of the remembered thoughts. He was doing monk training. So he is not, you know, you got to do it 50 times, right? That usually takes people, it can take them, if they do it really diligently, it could take them a week. If it, they do it, you know, slowly, it could take them a month. It could take them a year. Some people now, they come, and that's okay. Everybody on their own pace. But what I'm trying to say is he, he did it all in, he just stayed up all night and he did the 50 cycles, okay? He was doing, you know, he was doing meditation where you just sit there and do nothing. He was doing meditation where you just sit there and ask questions in your mind, you know, just focus on the breath. He was doing all kinds of things and uh, to try to find the truth, to try to find the universe, right? And when he threw away all the 50 cycles and when he enlightened the, you know, level one enlightenment, then he, he said he cried so much and he cried so much because he spent 10 years, like a sad cry of like, he wasted so much time and it's not again, but like he wasn't doing that. He wasn't really letting go of the attachments. He spent so much time just like in silent instead of discarding. And then the other half was like, he was so happy that he found a way how to actually let go of it, you know? And then, uh, yeah, he brought like all his monk friends and everything, <laughs> everything too, you know? But when I was in the main center, there was a lot of monks there actually. And even nuns too. But yeah, so how we get there is, is following the method. And what I was saying was how lucky we are to get there. How lucky we are that we have a method to get there. You know, I didn't think about this until you said that, but the other types of meditation that I tried, I mean, you don't think you're doing it, but you're kind of suppressing. Like when people say like, they're like, oh, don't think, just, you know, focus on breathing. But at the same time, like those thoughts need to surface so that they can come out and then you can, you know, release them. Can't really do that if you're, if you're shooing them away, right? Kind of. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we didn't, we didn't know everybody doing their best i think until they till they find something that works for them you know and definitely you can reach some points of of relaxation of enlightenment from doing that from pressing it down but yeah i found that it's the most powerful to let it go to learn how to actually give it right learn how to actually throw it away learn how to actually yeah, do the practice of of letting it go because yeah when we stuff when we stuff it down it's just kind of like not looking at it for some bit and then you can realize, but then later it's, it's back. One of the most amazing things about what we do here is you actually change in the real moment, right? Like what we were talking about, like actually changed. So not only while you're meditating, but at work, you're, you're more patient with the people that you work with. At home, you know, you're talking to your, to your wife better and you can see her point of view. Or with your kids, you have wisdom of how to teach them how to do something. When something happens that used to trigger you, it doesn't trigger you anymore because you did the work of letting go of that. So that's a real practice would really help you to do that. And really, we're so lucky we have method how to do that. Something else that literally just kind of like mini enlightenment that I just experienced as you were saying that um, is that that stuckness that we feel like, so you talked about suppressing and then letting out everything in life is give and take right there's the flow of nature there's the ebb and flow there's the 
sun and rain and all of that, like literally every single thing in life, there's like opposite. Hey, oh, opposite uh, negative, negative positive. Yeah. Yin and, and the yang. only thing that that doesn't do that is our mind. <laughs> and like no wonder we're so miserable mm-hmm. right because we've always been stuffing but we never let it out and we never had that same flow that everything else had so true it's the only one <laughs> if you if you eat and don't go to the bathroom you're gonna die exactly so if we yeah. put in all these emotions and feelings and thoughts i mean how can we expect to feel okay but to let it go um i mean i think we kind of touched upon this but where, where is god where is God? God is, to give you the answer, let's go to any religion, philosophy, ideology you look at to the answer to that question. If you look in Christianity, Jesus said, God is within you. Heaven, which is God's land, is within your mind. If you look in Buddhism, Buddha said that Buddha is within you, which just means the universe, and the land of bliss, which is Buddha's land, is within your mind. And also in Islam, they say Allah is within you and paradise, which is Allah's land, is within your mind. So that existence is within us, but it's completely covered up by our human mind. And our human mind is made of everything that we took in from the life that we lived, the habits that we got from our ancestors. Like if you never even met your parents, there's traits that you got that are covering it. And also the minds that we stored in the body. So that existence is within us, but it's covered by the life we live, the habits from the ancestors in the body. If you get rid of that, discard it, let it go, then that existence will be left. And then if you're born and live as that existence, you can live always as one with that existence. It's very cool. Very crazy. It's so fortunate. Like we have that within us. Do you have any tips for people? I know you, um, you've been posting a lot about like how to develop yourself, right? Physically, spiritually. Yeah. What are some like spiritual tips you have for people? The spiritual tips, sure. Yeah. I mean, you can talk about both. If you want. Yeah, so, but, yeah. Especially for like people maybe who like aren't meditating. Yeah. Or, like what can the average Joe? Like... Of course. Yeah, sure. Thank you so much. So yeah, to develop, it's not just one. That I think that's important. I think for some point I missed that. You have to do all three. I have to do all three. Let me talk about myself, okay? (laughs) So I have to develop myself. I do every day, spiritually, physically, mentally. So for me, spiritually is meditation, journaling, prayer. Physically is any form of exercise. You know, I like to follow a plan and I like to weightlift. I like to do calisthenics. I like to walk, whatever might be something different for you, but you have to be moving your body, taking care of yourself, and eating good, healthy foods. Whatever that is for you. There's a lot of different opinions about that one, right? <laughs> you got to eat only meat. You got to eat vegan, right? So I, I got it. Whatever that is for you, let me just say that. Just be healthy. And then mentally. Mentally is there's things you're interested in. You have to always be growing and learning. You have to always be developing yourself in that area. So for me, I do meditation. So I'm reading about spirituality. I'm reading about leadership i'm reading about developing the mind psychology these kinds of things whatever it is you want to develop yourself in that you're interested in then learning about it you're interested in graphic design that would be part of that and people get overwhelmed every day what do you how can i have time for that like i heard this quote from jim Rohn, 
is amazing. If you work super hard on yourself, then you're going to make a fortune, right? If you work super hard on your job, then you'll make a living, you know? So it's like, yes, work super hard on your job too. But if you work hard on yourself first, that's going to, it's like what we talked about before. It's the order. If you work hard on yourself first, everything flows. So you have, I have to make the time for that. Let me say that. Even if that's waking up earlier, whatever. For me, it's a non-negotiable. Like you put on clothes before you came outside, right? It's just what you make up your mind. Like, I'm not going to go outside. Oh, I, I, I didn't do the laundry, whatever. Like it's, it's excuses. You know, let me talk about myself. You know, I'm talking, I made a lot of excuses, man. It's a non-negotiable for me. Just like doing that, I have to develop spiritually, physically, mentally. And there's days where it's crazy and things went out of my control and there's all kinds of things going on. Guess what? Then I'm going to do three minutes meditation, three minutes <laughs> um, of, of uh, stretching for exercise and three minutes for uh, developing mentally. At least I did something that day. If you don't have 10 minutes, you're just completely lying. So, and I know I'm really harsh. Like some people are going through like some kind of crazy situation. Then like, look, my advice is not going to be that. Like you're in the hospital or like what, like I really have empathy for those kind of situations. Cause I get a lot of comments like that. Like, and I'm like, I'm sorry, you know, I can't really, it's case by case, but yeah, to give advice about that. Uh, yeah. I hope, I hope that answers your, your question. Did I answer the question? Yeah. So it's important to do all three is what you're saying, right? Yeah. Spirit, spiritually, physically, mentally. Spirituality. I didn't realize because it's all in tune. Like yeah. if if I'm, I put I always say spiritually first, because then then it flows also, right? Spiritually is first because then you're gonna live on on purpose. You're gonna live with purpose, and you're gonna naturally want to take care of yourself and want to grow. Because when you grow and you learn, then you can give that back to others. And it's just it's just a flow. But if you don't take care of yourself physically, you don't have a strong, healthy body. What can you do in the world? You can't do anything. If you have no energy, what can you do? That's what I've been realizing lately. Like, I'm really trying to be aware of what I'm putting in and how I'm spending my time, whatever, trying to learn about how I can optimize my energy. Because if you have energy, then you can do, you know, whatever. So you need to take care of yourself physically. And if you're not growing, you're not learning, like, you're not going to be happy either or fulfilled. And you also, they say that's what causes dementia too, is one of the things that causes dementia, Alzheimer's, is not keeping your brain active like that's one of the things that they suggest like learn something new every day right so it's very important to take care of yourself spiritually physically mentally and uh if more if everybody does that the hospitals aren't going to be packed up with almost i don't know what percentage of things in the hospital can be prevented people's living in the hospital now that can be prevented if throughout their life they develop their self spiritually physically and mentally it changes everything can you remind me what were the three things you said? Um, you said journaling and what were the other ones? Meditation, journaling, and prayer. Okay. That's what I, Can you that's what I do. A little bit on sure. So for, for my meditation, I actually do do some, some breathing too to get oxygen. I do, you, you know, you definitely, you know, all this stuff, you know, yeah, like yeah. Wim, Wim Hof breathing. Yeah, oh, okay. I thought you were like being sarcastic. No. Nah. Sometimes I breathe with oxygen. No, 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 no. I like, breathe when I need to. There's rounds of breathing. Like you do rounds of 30 breaths of breathing all the way in and letting go. You do 30 and then on the last one you hold it as much as you, as much as you can and then you let it out. Anyway. So that's even physically for your body too just to like 
get oxygen to your blood and it really is that does fall that does fall it's kind of both things you you're so right you're so right so so getting that in then i have my meditation practice which i which i do which is of reflecting and letting go of any blockages so also journaling every single day i journal in the evening time reflecting on the day what happened that day what could have went what went right what what could i improve and letting it all out all those things and then also you know it was a journal given to me by meditation founder ancestine amazing there's a question to what did you do for others today which is an awesome question to ask yourself every night because then during the day you're thinking about what can I do for others, you know? And then I write down gratitude too. At least five things I was grateful for. And then also before going to bed, I think about what was I grateful for that day too. Uh, but the main spiritual practice might be what you're getting at. <laughs> the, I don't know. No, but the main, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Oh, I got you. Getting is like, is the practice of reflecting and letting go of the blockages through the, the meditation that, that we do, that we all do. Yeah. We all do. <laughs> we all just fist bumped each other for anybody listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gratitude journaling is, is really impactful and I'm not that consistent with it. <laughs> but um, yeah, gratitude. And there was also an exercise we did once um, I don't remember what they called it. It was like we wished love for like the world or something. But also like I remember putting emphasis on like think of someone you don't like and like wish wow. them, you know, love. And I remember that being so like I felt such release when I did that. that Yo. It felt so good to give those people I really don't want to <laughs> give it to. And I gave them love and it was just like so. That is amazing. Yeah, I love that. Didn't you hear you grew up Catholic. Didn't you ever hear about. Uh, love your enemies yeah so i i I was yes i mean so that's like it's deep that's you actually became someone who can neighbor is what i was thinking of right love your neighbor like yourself yeah Yeah. you actually achieved that yes that's what love is too right but yeah love to me love it loving them is not like because we think about that as unattainable we think about that as i gotta be best friends and all it doesn't mean that it means Loving your enemies, you genuinely, you can get to the point where you genuinely wish the best for them. Mm-hmm. And the only way to do that is to get out of your mind and become the universe mind. Yeah. 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 I love that. <laughs> I love that. It's, I love that exercise too. Right. And it kind of comes back to like what we're talking about attachments. Like, you know, having enemies is an attachment <laughs> itself too, you know? Like, it really is. How many times we have like, you know, animosity towards people or, you know, holding a grudge or something. It's like, reality is like that's you holding on to something in your mind and it's kind of, often hurts you more <laughs> than it is them yeah. you know so being able to get to a place where you can just you know what like i don't have to interact with you i don't necessarily have to be like you know just a bit beer angle all the time but like i can just you know wish you well and you know love that uh, i remember like early on like one of my early levels and you were guiding this class <laughs> and you're like oh how's everyone feeling and I was like, I'm angry. <laughs> and I was like, and I don't want to throw away my anger because I feel like it's very justified. Like, I feel like I have every right to be angry at this person. And I think you said something like anger is like us, like punishing ourselves for the actions of somebody else or something like that. Cause like we're the ones suffering. Like they're not even, <laughs> they don't know that, how, like, you know, what you're holding on to. Yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, I always, I don't know where I heard it from. I didn't come up with it. 
I might have changed it a little bit, but I heard somebody say, if someone comes up to you and stabs you and then runs away, then you keep that knife there for the rest of your life. And you're like, look what this person did to me. You know, it's like, dude, your arms like got to be killing you. No, you know, oh, but it's going to hurt if I take it out. Well, then if you take it out, your arms are going to heal and you'll be all right. But that's what we do. No, I have to keep it because I'll, I'll keep it till I die. Like that's the definition of stubbornness, right? We need to be free. We need to let go of all that stuff before we die. I need to. I'm always saying we. <laughs> but I, that's what I believe. Yeah. With you. <laughs> Do you have anything else, Matthew? Uh, no. I don't think so. I think we've kind of touched on everything. And yeah. I really definitely like what you said about journaling. Because for me, like before I started meditation, like I journaled a lot. Like I think like probably two, three years, I must have filled up like six journals. Like I'm <laughs> just constantly writing every day. Um, but it's like, and it was interesting because like I was writing just about like whatever I was going through. And then like once I started meditating, like I stopped journaling. I was like, I have nothing else to write about. <laughs> and like my mind started getting better. So now like really the last few months, I've been focusing more on gratitude journal. And that's like really helped a lot because even during the day, it's like, I'll be like, oh, like that was a good thing. Or I'll find myself thinking about something positive or grateful just randomly during the day. You know? That's exactly what it does. Yeah. It's really just about like the whole purpose, I think, of just meditation, journaling, you know, spirituality is really just to keep changing your perspective and finding the ways to do that that's so true it makes it so simple right it's just changing your perspective that's really what it is and that's what any philosophy or religion is talking about and that's what we're doing here it's changing from the human mind to the infinite universe mind Mm -hmm. you make complicated things sound simple it's a beautiful thing (laughs) yeah you do that like, that's it. That's a talent, man. Sometimes Isn't that the Einstein like, quote? I'll be like rambling for ten minutes and didn't make any sense, and he'll summarize it. In, like, no, sense. you're making sense. <laughs> you're making sense, but he, yeah, he's really good at yeah. that. Actually, yeah, it's actually something I think I realized lately too. Is like when we were actually we we're having like a little design meeting um, with Lior to like go over like the logo and trying to figure out like, like what are we doing for this and like you know I was already working with Lior, so like I kind of knew more or less what he was getting at. But he, so he was talking to Leanne and Claire. And, like, I was pretty much quiet the whole time. And then at some point, like, I pretty much, like, listened to what they were saying. I listened to, like, I kind of knew what Lior wanted. And I basically just said it, like, combined the two. And that was kind of in that moment where the first time I kind of realized and I think, probably accepted, uh, accepted a part of myself. I was like, oh, like, it's actually a good thing to just be quiet and listen. Because, like, you can really kind of understand things better and just, like, yeah, I was like, I kind of, like, I feel like I kind of, like, accepted part of myself because I always want, felt like I had to be the person that was, like, talking or, like, wish I was more outgoing. But I'm like, yeah, I could just kind of be quiet and listen and then you know it's like, that's the best actually we got two ears one mouth right yeah. to someone and to be back to what we were talking about with people and pure intention at the meditation that's also too like to feel like you really someone was listening to you mm-hmm. like when you would tell the helper something like there's no one who can really listen to you because they have so many thoughts we have so many thoughts in our head and it's really hard to find someone that's going to actually listen to you yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know you felt hurt you feel heard yeah, and that's yeah. you, if you think back to that that's all you want right mm-hmm. It's a little tough on podcasts to be able someone, you know, sometimes I feel like, oh, I'm talking too much. This is only, I haven't been doing podcasts too long, but that's the whole point, getting it it out. But no, man, that's a superpower to listen and then put it in like that. Yeah. That's why I was like, initially when we thought of the podcast idea, I was like, I don't think I want to be (laughs) on as a co-host. Like maybe I'll just be behind the scenes. But I don't know, as we started recording, I'm like, "Eh, maybe, (laughs) maybe this will work. (laughs) You're like the the seasoning, like, you know. (laughs) Yeah. It's like not the necessarily the main ingredient, but definitely necessary and like perfect addition. Appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
if you're not following Blake, <laughs> oh, I don't know what else. Yeah, everyone, about. everyone who's listening to this at this time might be, but yeah, just my name. What's as of name? as of right now, <laughs> as of right now, uh, August second, twenty twenty three. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, as as of now, I don't know when exactly this is coming out. My yeah, all my Instagram and Facebook, TikTok, TikTok. I'm starting to post more on than other places. And YouTube is my name, which is Blake Gus. My last name is G U S S. Is there like a? It's just Blake Gus. There's no like. Um, it's just my name. Luckily, it's not the it's not the common of a name. <laughs> that works. Personally, I find that um, your content on Instagram mainly because that's where I'm usually at. Somehow, it's. It's always something I need to hear at the exact moment. Like every time you post something, I'm like, either it was something I was recently struggling with or thinking about, and then you just happened to post about it, or it was something that I didn't know I needed to hear, but then I heard it and I was like, wow, thank you. So thank you on a personal note for uh, for what you do and what you put in the world. I really appreciate them. It really means a lot. Um, yeah, because that's my intention with it is not... Yeah, it's just like what we were talking about. I got helped, then I just want to help. And we're in that era now where we have the ability to record something on a phone and help on a that kind of level. So if there's whatever's on my mind, then getting it off. But hearing things like that makes it all, makes everything worth it. When I hear things like that, like there's someone, actually the one of the people who was in the uh, morning session today, then they stopped meditation for a while, but they were following me and they said they came back be because of something i i said or whatever and it's not really me it's like even what we're doing here the whole goal is i think as a helper as any kind of leader is to have you know to not be about you and try to help the truth get out of you or something you know what i'm saying that's when it works and that's when somehow you can connect yeah exactly then that's how you connect but we can't like force that or make it happen and if I didn't have this practice, I would never be able to do any of that, right? Like I owe everything. Sisneem and Sisneem help me do any everything. I, nobody's coming to me to learn a- anything. There's no video I can make about that. I would just be. I would just have been making videos trying to show off or whatever. You know. Now I'm really, and I was introverted before too. Like I don't even know. Just totally changed. And I'm anyway. I'm ha- happy. I thank you so much for for saying that, and uh, I really I really appreciate it. Thank you, Blake. Thank you so much. This is great. Chom Chats. I love it. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Chom Chats. If you enjoyed the episode, please be sure to leave a review and follow us on social media. All of the links are in the description. And if you're interested in trying this meditation method yourself, you can visit onlinemeditationevents.com for online classes and to be connected to a center near you. See you next time.